Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. This is Jay Swords, and this podcast is ROI show number 519. Our guest for today is Dr. Reina Stochiva, Director of Retirement Security Policy at the Harkin Institute for Public Policy and Citizen Engagement. And we're going to be talking to us about the social safety net. Brett Menard is our history buff. So, Brett, start us off. So, one of the things that um, a lot of people in my generation fear is that there's not going to be anything in the main way of a meaningful social security uh, program by the time we retire. Can you talk about some of the efforts to uh, make sure that that does not, in fact, become the case? Yes, and uh, I really uh, would love to answer this question because I have heard about this fear that the millennial generation has about social security. And while it is concerning, and everybody has been talking about this for many decades, this is how I started actually my PhD years a couple of decades ago with all this big talk about what are we going to do with this big crisis. The bottom line is that when the trust fund, which has accumulated extra payroll contributions above what is needed to pay current retirees. When the trust fund is expected to be depleted, and for now the, it has ranged somewhere between 2034, 35, the estimates change based on updates to, to actual tax returns and, um, and all of that that they're using in the models the actuary for the Social Security Administration, the Social Security program would still be able to pay 80% of scheduled benefits, right? So I think out of 10 articles that I have read on this topic, about eight would correctly, incorrectly, incorrectly state that the program is going bankrupt and it has really contributed to this anxiety because 80% is not bankrupt. Now we, you know, is that still a problem? We have to find the money for the other 20% of scheduled benefits. Even more so, we really would like to think about possibly enhancing benefits at certain levels. Um, but it is still a much smaller problem problem than actually what it sounds based on certain articles that I have seen published over the years. Okay. Um, Rain, I want to slightly change the, the conversation just because in, in the radio portion you talked about the inability of politicians to sort of reach a consensus on on how to do the kinds of of uh, ideal changes that would be most beneficial to everyone. One of the things that that always that, that has bothered me and and I've seen play out in in with my peers is is the the lack of being willing to spend money um, because I I have a fixed amount rather than than a payment that goes all the way through. And I know so many people who are saying, well, I can't. I can't take that vacation or I can't buy, you know, my kids a car or I can't do this, that or the other thing, because if I live long enough, I'll run out of money. Um, and, and it seems to me that it that this has hurt the economy, this switch over in the 80s from pensions to um, 
to you know defined payments has has really hurt and and I don't hear anybody in the conversation talking about you know retirement talking about the fact that there seems to have been a dampening of the economy because of this switch. Can you talk a little bit about that? Am, am I misreading something somewhere along the way? Because it feels to me like this has bigger repercussions than just, you know, the Social Security check or or whatever that, that somebody gets. Uh, yes. So I would have to say that within what we call the lifetime income um, policy debate, right? What is the best way to create choices for people to optimize their lifetime income, building off on Social Security, using their retirement savings? Within the lifetime income policy debate, there are a lot of experts who are looking at these issues. I'm not one of these experts, but I have um, had the fortune to be at some conferences, and we are actually working on a panel um, that's coming up um, on April 20th to discuss some of these issues. I have not seen an economic estimate, but there is a clear concern that, A, people are afraid of running out of money, because they're expecting that they would be living longer or they're helping parents who are living longer, possibly needing long-term care um, services. And so they're, they're looking forward to their aging and they're really concerned about how they're going to use their retirement savings. I really do not have an estimate, but I'm, I'm sure that there is some kind of economic impact um, that, comes from this, and, and this is the big concern within the space that, that looks at those decisions. Um, and I think the other, um, again, the, the, the other thing that I would like to emphasize is that we are still looking at this disparity of um, there are people who have enough saved that whichever way they decide to spend their money, it really doesn't matter, or they were fortunate to work for state government, and they have a defined benefit plan that allows them, uh, for example, if you work for a nonprofit and you have a pension with TIA, right, that gives you an annuity. Um, and so anything that they have saved extra is not subject to the same concerns that you mentioned, right? Um, so it really, they're just a lot of diversity in terms of who is impacted by, by those concerns. There are people who certainly have saved enough, so not an issue. There are people who have enough between Social Security and maybe a defined benefit plan if they work for government. Again, not an issue. Everyone else in the private market that sort of was covered but not fully always, not you know, are where the, the, the tensions would be for those decisions. Um, before I th- throw another one at, at Brett, and, and maybe this is an, a question you can't answer, but how big is that population group that you just described of people who who uh, who do have concerns? Are we talking about hundreds of millions of people? Or are we talking about just a few million? Who falls in that category? Um, and that's a really good question. I do have a number for the people who are currently um, 
based on 2020 Department of Labor statistics not covered, not participating in an employer plan, and that's 57 million people. Um, so we're, and again, I expect that there is a significant economic impact because there is a lot of policy discussion beyond the, the access and, and accumulation of retirement savings to that last stage of how you're making decisions about your spending and um, would it last. Uh, particularly concerning also in that space is if you're making decisions, especially if you're at the lower end and you're making decisions do I pay my bill? Do do I pay for this medicine? Rationing certain um, certain consumption is also a concern. Now, this is really at the bottom end of the very vulnerable populations that, even though they would have um, better um, return on their Social Security contributions, their incomes are so low that um, that Social Security payment really doesn't stretch far enough. Sure. Okay, Brett. So as I understand it, um, social se- the Social Security tax, the part that comes out of uh, your paycheck, um, only uh, deducts up to a certain amount of income. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the history of that. When I look at all my other taxes, they uh, get deducted, you know, indefinitely in terms of income. Why, what was the justification with uh, having social security uh, taxes cut off at a certain income level? That's a great question. And so the cap um, has, been in place historically since the program um, was created. Um, And and the reason for the cap um, was mostly centered around the fact that the benefit formula is very progressive, um, which means it's actually, it's very progressive, which means that at the bottom people get a larger share of their income as, as a portion share of their retirement pension as a portion of their income uh, versus as they move up, that's uh, less and less. And again, because the original, the intent is that this is um, a safety net program. Um, And so the original amount that was excluded is subject to annual um, updates. It is not um, indexed to anything. So over the years, um, that um, basically cap has um, slowly um, become disconnected from what is the portion of income that was considered maybe not subject to the tax. Um, but I think the bigger discussion in this space is also now that we have this very large income inequality in the United States, is there any moral? Right now we are looking at value arguments versus other calculations that were taken into account um, at the onset of the program. Is there any argument why this cap should be where it is 
uh, versus um, moving it. And there are several proposals to increase the cap. Um, one is to increase the cap based on um, what it would have been historically if it was adjusted, and the other one is to completely eliminate it. Um, and, you know, depending on the proposal, that can um, actually offset um, the deficit in the program pretty significantly. Again, depending on the proposal, about 30-40% of the deficit, depending on how much of the cap we increase. So again, the original intent was that the income that's taxed is tied to the benefits that are received, but that cap also has fallen out of line with income growth. All right. Well, we could talk for a very long time here and not exhaust all of the uh, the questions that we have, but we're going to have to wrap this up. We'd like to thank our guest for the 519th show, Dr. Reina Stoichevich, Director of the Retirement Security Policy at the Harkin Institute for Public Policy and Citizen Engagement. We've been talking about the social safety net. Our history buff today was Brett Menard. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KALA Radio or on the web at TuneIn.com. If you're looking for older programs, you'll find them at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find nearly a decade of ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all of your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.